time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Emmy Award winner, Homer. To be accurate, it might be the best 60 minutes of your day, but how many minutes do we actually have for the show, Pebble? Did 42? Some uh, 42 around there, yeah, because we have uh, three four-minute breaks, two-minute breaks. Uh, that's 4, 8, 12, 14 minus 60, 46 minutes. So technically, it might be the best 42 minutes of your day, but then that's not fair to the partners. So we'll stay with 60. Five to six. Wednesday means Rain Man, and we only have two Live. Two, two, yep. Two competitions left. We have two people tied at nine. You don't need to know how many it is. You got to get to nine to be a player to maybe win the Cousin Subs for a year. 1 800 990 3776. Caller five. Caller five. You will get to compete in Rain Man. 15 questions in two minutes. The first question is the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. I do want to mention Saganiac Planning because. It's not like I owe him an apology, but I just could have done better. And I've said, Saganiac Planning, named synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, but I've left out they've been doing it for over 50 years. Family-owned for 50 years plus. That's how they come up with level-funded health insurance experts. That's how they come up with ways to simplify confusing insurance decisions. When you've been doing it that long, you're going to be that good. Otherwise, I assume you wouldn't be in business. And they're small enough to handle your needs with special attention and large enough to have the clout to make it happen. Better than 50 years, Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, and a phone number you can remember. Saganiac Planning, 262-783, Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. See, this is the hard part for Pebble. That number again, 262-783-6161. We have to change that because you're spending your time getting callers, and it's not fair that... You can't really focus on your uh, part of the commercial. Of the bit. Of the, yeah, because you got to do other stuff. And I'm more worried when you can do it right away because that means we don't have a contestant. That we happens, do today, though. That happens once in a while because we do it right at 5 o'clock. And it used to be, was it 5.30? No, it was 3.30 uh, because it was yes. 2 to 4. So. And again... Uh, Rain Man, as we have our contestant, is brought to you by Saganiac Planning. I just told you, better than 50 years doing it well. Name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service. And we also have Cousin Subs. They're a great partner because they provide the Cousin Subs for a year if you win the competition. And this is very rare where you can stink and you still get paid. You get zero. You can be the worst ever. You automatically get a $25 gift card from Cousin Subs if you're calling number five, and Sean is. And you might actually win. And if you win, you get Cousin Subs for a year, and that's worth somewhere around $300. Jason Woolley coming up at uh, 15 after, and then TVV, Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, as we continue to talk about Joe Barry. You cannot give people enough Joe Barry information. It's not possible. He is assumed consumed all Packer attention. Um, I'm thinking, Pebble, that we need a discount liquor Twitter poll question that breaks the all-time record. 
which is 96%, I think, on Giannis. Is Giannis, yeah, Giannis nice? nice, yes. I'm not sure he'd get 96 anymore, but he'd still be up there. So some is does, is Joe Barry a terrible coach? What You think of the angle at which we can get better than uh, 96% to fully. Is Joe Barry the worst defensive coordinator the Packers have ever had? Um, because this is just finding the degree to which. People are upset. I've stated uh, on other shows I did on William Tausch that everybody should want to be the next defensive coordinator because you could really stink and people would still not be mad. Say you're the defensive coordinator and then and Packers give up 100 points. I think we got to go with, is Joe Barry a bad defensive coordinator? Because everybody wants him fired, so obviously everybody would vote say yes, he's a bad defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Not overcomplicated. We can try different approaches, too. Is Joe Barry a bad Defensive coordinator. Let's see how many people say he is not, in fact, not bad, but something other than bad. Like, if he's average, then you'd have to vote no, correct? Is he a bad offense, defensive correct. coordinator? Yes. All he's got to be is less than bad. Um, uh, do we say that bad or bad this season? Or I wanna, terrible. I want to put this season. Is Joe Barry a bad defensive coordinator has, this season? Has okay. Joe Barry been a terrible offensive coordinator this season? I like terrible. I was a little more flair, and I would vote no. Uh, for 12 games, he was doing well, almost very well, given points they were giving up and all the injuries that they had had. You have no Jair Alexander, uh, and yet you're still able to be, uh, like, top 10. What were they, 10th, 9th, 10th, or 11th after 12 games? That's that's doing okay. That's doing well, even, given the injuries and your ability to prevent teams from scoring. That's the point of a defense. Now, I will adhere and, and aware of other stats. There might be other stats that are better that may have indicated that, wow, Homer, he's doing okay now in points. You, when you have other numbers like this, dude, it's going to get ugly. And if that's the stat that you had, then I would like to know that one because that would be a pretty good predictor of what's ahead based on uh, what the performance is. You could be giving up a lot of points and you have that other stat. You go, Homer, eh, this is going to get better based on the other numbers that I look at. So we will get to that. Uh, has what? What is your official final uh, choice? Yeah, there? so has Joe Barry been a ter- terrible defensive coordinator this season? And I, I will yes vote no. no and just want to let you know. I don't, I may, it might be 99.9%, but I vote no. What's up right now at ESPN yeah. Milwaukee on Twitter at the Homer Hour on Twitter. That is why I believe that he was not fired. Um, and it might be that Matt LaFleur is soft, or I say smart, and doesn't view tough as being that important. But... The season that he had had, that would be Joe Barry, prior to the last two games was good enough to justify keeping his job. Uh, now, if you just think he's terrible, you're going to disagree, but you wouldn't have hired him in the first place. Sean in Sun Prairie, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Good afternoon. It is Rain Man time. Good afternoon, Homer. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you as well. And uh, your resume, Rain Man, please. Best number you've ever had is probably getting right to it. I was one of three to tie for the lead, and Tony did not pick me last year. year. Wow. Okay. And uh, this year, have you come close to nine? I have not competed. Oh, all right. Uh, That's not Um, true, Homer. I have him for six uh, back on August. Oh, okay. Well, it clearly was of no value for Sean to remember. That's good. He's got a high standard. The first question is the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. You ready to go? Ready. Clearly. Three, two, one, go. Last coach to get Marquette to a final four. Oh, um, 
Crean. Tom Crean. Co- correct. Only NFL coach with more wins in his first four seasons as head coach in the NFL than Matt LaFleur. George Seifert. Correct. Who's the head coach of the Carolina Panthers? Uh, Chris Tabor. That is correct. Head coach of Carolina, the only NFL position he ever had as an assistant coach with Chicago, Cleveland, and Carolina. Pass. Damian Lillard at 20,000 points. Giannis is at what? 17,000, 18,000, or 19,000? 18,000. Incorrect. He leads the NBA this season with 290 free throw attempts. Uh, Michael or uh, Brian Westbrook. Incorrect. This season he leads the NBA 12.6 rebounds per game. Giannis. Incorrect. He is the best free throw shooter in NBA history, career, 91%. John Stockton. Incorrect. NBA history, free throw percentage. Damian Lillard is number four, six, eight, or 20. Best ever. Four. That is correct. What is the record of the Carolina Panthers? Two and 12. Correct. Two teams in the NFL this year at 11 and three. Uh, 49ers and Baltimore Ravens. Incorrect. Or Baltimore Ravens. Correct. Did he say Buffalo? We'll look it up. Rookie tight ends. Yards per reception at 12. Number one in the league. Sam Laporta. Sam in- Laporta. Incorrect. Uh, pack a rookie tight ends receiving yards first at 758. Sam Laporta. That is correct. Touchdown scored this season by quarterbacks. Jordan Love at 27. Who has 37? Uh, Brock Purdy. Incorrect. Joe Barry's first NFL job with what head coach of the 49ers? Uh, George Seifert. Incorrect. I got one, two, three, four, five. I got six. I have six as well. All right. Maybe we screwed you on one. I'm not sh- no, he said he said Baltimore and... Uh, did he say Baltimore yeah, he Ravens? Did, yeah. right. yep. For some reason, I thought I said Buffalo, but I'm old. Uh, then maybe I'm wrong. He might have seven then. If we're counting that, I guess seven. All right. All right. Let's go through it. Tom Crean, nicely done, 2003. Only NFL coach with more wins in his first four seasons than Matt LaFleur. I've said it how many times? George Seifert. Who is the head coach of the Carolina Panthers? I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. How do you pronounce it, Pebble? Tabor? Tabor? Tabor. Uh, head coach there. Only NFL position as assistant coach with Chicago, Cleveland, and Carolina. The only thing he ever was was special teams guy. Oh. And then they, yeah, I mean, that's insane. Giannis is at 17,000, not 18,000. He leads the NBA this season with 290 free throw attempts. Tell him, Pebble. Uh, Giannis? Giannis is correct. He leads the NBA in 12.6 rebounds per game. I was amazed. Who would you pick? Brooke Lopez? Anthony Davis. All right. Mm. He is the best free throw shooter in NBA history. Steph Ninety-one. Curry? Steph Curry is correct. Damian Lillard is number four at eighty-nine point six percent. Steph Curry is ninety-one percent. Carolina is two and twelve. Uh, San Francisco, Baltimore are eleven and three. Uh, rookie tight ends yards per perception at twelve. Number Don't one in the league. Tucker Craft. Look it up. Make sure I got that right. Mm. Because Sam Laporta does have cool. the most yards at seven fifty-eight, but yards per reception. I believe that it's Tucker Craft with uh, he's number one or twelve, but check that because maybe we'll have to give you eight because it doesn't matter. That's pretty mean. Touchdown scored this season by quarterbacks. Jordan Love is twenty-seven. Who has thirty-seven? Tell him, Pebble. Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen. Why do people not appreciate 
How many rushing ones he has, I'm not sure. And Joe Barry's first NFL job with what head coach of the 49ers? Steve Mariucci. Steve Mariucci is correct. You just just can't get enough about Joe Barry. Uh, Three, six. We got you at seven. Do we have it seven there? It doesn't matter either way, right? So we're just being nice to Sean. Yep. Um, yeah, what what, not, what more? What do you not, what do you not know about Joe Barry that you'd like to know, Sean? Because I'm working on it. Uh, no, I, I, you know, the numbers that stick out at me: three sixty three, one fifty eight point four, and one fifty eight point three zero and six. Yeah, fifty eight point three and zero yeah. uh, and sixteen with the uh, yes. Detroit Lions. And he's so, married uh, to the daughter of what former NFL head coach? Oh, I heard you say that. Is it Marinelli? Is that his name? I confuse Mariucci and Marinelli. Yes, Marinelli. Yes, yes. And the (laughs) the meanest question ever, when they were Owen whatever, he asked the head coach if he had ever considered that maybe his daughter could have married a better defensive coordinator. I think it's pretty funny. Apparently they banned Rod Parker, I think, from the press conferences after that. Do you think that's mean, funny, or uh, which would you say? Now, again, it's like they're they're Owen 14. Yeah, don't. I mean, you got to laugh, right? I mean, I would say I'd probably go. Nice, nice question. Nice question. I'm proud as hell of who my who my daughter married. If you're really wondering, but it's a pretty good question, right? What are the maybe that's why he got the job? Must be a nice guy. And by the way, you should know about Joe Barry. I think he was a pretty good football player. Was he a pretty good player, Pebble? He started at Michigan. Started at Michigan, then went to USC. I don't so, think he was that good, though. But he was serviceable. Yeah, serviceable. Probably. Yeah. Anything else? You'd, play, anything but... you'd like us to explore regarding Joe Barry? I think we've given you more. His his, his best quality is Matt Lafleur's best friend. That's the only reason why you, he has a job. And I think uh, Lafleur is going to risk his career keeping him on staff he has. if he doesn't do something. Uh, yes, like. brilliant, Sean, because I claim that that, that uh, Matt LaFleur, I used to say soft, but I think it's more he's smart. He believes in smarts being the most important thing. But the toughest thing that he has ever done is to hire Joe Barry, right? I mean, there's you can't defend the position. The guy, I claim, I claim the worst hire ever in terms of resume. Two years with Detroit in points given up. They were like last and last, second to last. Then two years at Washington. He was a little bit better, like 17th and 19th. Nobody, I say, has ever gotten a third chance at a coordinator's position when his first two were that bad, and nobody has been able to prove me wrong. So, all right, I like right. I like the guy. All right? Are you going to hire him? I don't even care about liking him. Yes. Yeah. I don't even care about liking him. Can you, can you do well at your job? Yes. I mean, and he gambled on that. He looked at the resume and says, dude sucked. I don't care. I'm going to hire him. <laughs> and after last year, right, dude sucked on the resume, hasn't been special the first two years, hasn't necessarily been bad, and he stays with him again. That's tough, dude. It, it, it might cost Matt yes, a job. Yes. It, and do you think might, we're and it, do you think we're the first two? How many times do you think Sean Sean, how many times do you think Matt LaFleur has been told by friends somebody it could cost him his job? I'm going with fifty. I'm going with fifty and when you're you are ridiculed by the onion and comedians online about how bad your defense is, and you're not taking a hit. Like everyone in the world knows that. I know. You know what I want? You, you know what I? Do you know what I want? I want Matt Lafleur as a best friend. Dude, 
man, he yeah. is loyal. God knows what he would yeah. do for me and you. Yeah. All right, yeah. Sean, thanks for the call. Yeah. Sorry you only yeah. got seven. Thanks. Jason Wildey, next. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Everybody on the planet Earth needs as much information as possible about the Packers from Jason Wildey. We should have more, but time's been as they are. Good afternoon, Jason. Good afternoon, Homer. How are you today? Uh, you're chuckling a little bit. I like that. Uh, given all the attention I believe is deserved for Joe Barry because everybody's fascinated with him, um, I feel like I'm certainly neglecting all the other things about the Green Bay Packers, which should be mentioned. I figured you could help with that. So uh, yeah. what, el- what else is going on as they prepare for a game that 100% believe the Packers will win? Yeah, I think you should believe that, and, and I think that should also be the expectation, right? Like, yes. This is one of the worst teams in the league. I don't care how much you've struggled the last couple of weeks. Uh, you still, if you win out, the chances are very good that you could still make the playoffs uh, in a year that I don't think any of us really anticipated it. And the other two games after this are harder but certainly winnable uh, against one team that you beat already this season and one team that uh, – doesn't have a starting quarterback anymore and is really trying to piece together staying alive in the playoff hunt. So, look, this is a game that they they have to win this game. Now, they don't have to win this game for, like, their improvements going into 2024 or anything like that, but they have to win this game because, A, they've lost these back-to-back games also against mediocre teams, and, B, like, if you believe that you're trending in the right direction, Mm-hmm. then these are the kinds of games that you have no business losing, right? Uh, the Giants game was probably one of those two, and you found a way to lose it. So uh, I, I do think that this is, you know, they're not at a point where they can certainly take anybody lightly. Jordan Love said that to us today, and that's absolutely true. But this is, this is really important. Even, even if you don't win enough games to get into the playoffs as a whole, like this would be – to be one of those losses that then you're like, well, are we really headed in the right direction? Because it felt like it when we beat the Chiefs and the Lions, but now I'm not so sure. So I think for a young team, this is a really important game. All right, we have some update on Devondre Campbell. Sort of. Uh, Ooh, you know, sort of. He, well, so, you know, he, he did come into the locker room literally as we were uh, being told that the locker room access period was ending um and he uh essentially uh said i'm not going to talk about anything that's on the internet so uh that was his way of saying he wasn't going to talk about what he posted on x or what formerly known as twitter um but you know we did you know we did ask a series of questions to matt lafleur including uh you know me asking him quite frankly um you know this guy's supposed to be a leader on your team, and he's doing this. Like, isn't that a concern? And at one point he said, I feel like I'm being interrogated, Jason, which he kind of was. And I think as well he should be because this, to me, was you – know, I, I do love drama. I would acknowledge that. But this is, this is one of the few veteran players on your team publicly announcing that he's not going to play through injuries. 
you have a young, impressionable team. Matt LaFleur said he's not worried about it having a, a negative impact on the locker room. Um, I do. I think Matt LaFleur kind of gave him cover of saying, look, he has been playing Hurts. We're going to give him a week off from practice to see if we can get him. Which is uh, what Matt LaFleur right. always does with his players. That's clearly his philosophy, correct? Yeah, yeah, and I don't, okay. I don't have a problem with that. If he's, as long as he's tough on them behind closed doors, and and uh, you know the honesty that is required of mm-hmm. a coach telling a player how he's really playing or his concerns, then fine. Now he said they they did talk, uh, they chummed it up. I said, you know, did did he clarify if his frustration was meant to be directed at uh, you or the coaching staff or? Um, you know, fans on social media, and Lafleur say didn't ask him that, which you know his training is in football, not in journalism. But that felt like kind of an important question that needed to be asked. What are you so pissed about? Would have been the question that I would have wanted to know. And who are you pissed at? And that was kind of how I phrased the question to Lafleur. So I, I don't think we have a whole lot of clarity. Uh, well, but I wait mean, a minute. Please. I I, I want to ask clarity. He's not playing the rest of the year, right? Based on what he said, I'm not playing hurt. And given the discussion about he's hurt, still hurt, right? He's on the injury report. He didn't practice today. Right, so he's done. Like, what am I missing? He said, I'm not playing if I'm hurt, correct? I got that part right? Uh, That's what he posted on X. Right, and he's hurt. So I'm assuming he's done for the year unless he gets better, which would seem unlikely given the standard of injury he said, which is such that would keep him out which seems like it's not much because people yeah, get I mad. Mean, people, I'm, I'm just, you know, they say I make stuff say, up, but I seem, uh, I would think if I was no, Matt LaFleur, you're you're, if I was Matt LaFleur, I'd say, well, Devondre, then you're done. I got to look elsewhere. Yeah, and, and they really like uh, Isaiah McDuffie, so it would be a great yeah. opportunity for him to play more. But, look, this is, here's the thing. Like, first of all, we all say things uh, – in frustration that sometimes we wish we did. I hung up on a show earlier today because I was frustrated, then I had to apologize. You did. Yeah, I was there. Uh, But, you know, I don't think – I think he meant what he said. Now, I don't – I guess I'd be curious to know whether or not that would would change uh, based on – I mean, if they win at Carolina and that Sunday night game against the Vikings, you know, is pivotal, right? I mean, the Vikings could lose this week. Like does does he change his tune with a chance to make the playoffs? Right, like there's there's a value in making the playoffs, and so well, I'm, I, I and his players have said, if you don't play hurt, you never play because everybody's hurt. Yeah, that's okay. also true. Right. So I, again, I don't I don't know what his intent is, but you're right. If he is going to be a man of the words that he posted on social media. And he is on the injury report with a neck injury. That means he is injured, means that he is not playing this week. Now, LaFleur's approach to this, which is what he did tell us, is that they're going to give him the week to get his body right and that he's an experienced enough player that he could play uh, in the game on Sunday without practicing all week. So, uh, again, but here's, the, and here's my issue with it, all right? Here's, and if Devondre had chosen to talk to us uh, about this actual issue. He talked for about 45 seconds about, you know, communication and stuff like that. But to me, the issue is 
you know, look, if you're if you're legitimately hurt, you shouldn't be out there. I, I, no one has any problem with that. But if if you're announcing that you're not going to play through injury, not because you can't play through injury, but because you get criticized if you don't play well while you're playing through injury, that's different. Yeah, right? I don't. Like, nobody wants you on a team. Injury, right? I mean, if that's your if, approach, nobody wants you on any team, right? If 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 if, yeah, if you're not playing, if, if you're not playing because of the injury, fine. If you're not playing because the injury causes you to not play at your optimal level, and you don't like the criticism that it engenders, that's. I don't think that's okay. Like if if especially when you look at other, again, every player is different. But he's the one who put this out there. Like, I've been saying with Jair Alexander for weeks that I am not comfortable questioning the veracity of his injury. Now, I had someone tell me that he's got a grade 2 AC joint sprain, which is painful and weakens his ability to use his shoulder. So it's not like he has conjured up an injury out of thin air. But he has said, and he said it flat out, if I'm not 100%, it's tough for me to play. So... He said he's done it before in the past and he didn't play well. So, again, there are some similar notes that are being struck here between both those players. And Jair obviously hasn't played in the last six games. So I don't know what's inside Devontae Campbell's head. I just know that if if you're going to blame, the, which is what he wrote. Again, I'm only using his words. He he indicated that it wasn't that it was too painful to play with the injury. It was that you go out there and you play through injury and then you get criticized for how you play. And I've got to take care of my 59's got to take care of his mental. Uh, and so it's him saying that it's more his not wanting to deal with the negativity than it is the actual injury that's causing him not to want to play. Yeah, this is a, uh... It's a mess. I want to know. I just don't think it's a good look. Yeah, no, it's, you can't play on any team. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know the way Lafleur takes. But player comes in and says that, and it goes like, "Why? Well, I, I can't play you. I gotta, I gotta put you on whatever because, um, I, I can't have people that choose not to play because they're hurt because everybody's hurt. Well, don't they? Isn't it hurt? Yeah. You play injured. You don't play. I'm correct. The phrase that uh, correct. Um, all right, it's, not, it's you can play, you can play hurt, you can't play it. Right. Now, my last question, because hard to believe what we're behind. I believe yeah, that the team has been better with no Campbell and no Walker. Now, I don't know if I have the games right, but what's your thought on like McDuffie played, and I don't know who I can't. Remember. Eric Wilson is right. the other guy. So were they both? Yeah. What games have they both missed? Were Kansas City and Detroit were both out, but has that thought ever crossed your mind? Walker made some great plays, but he seems kind of lost at times. But I'm willing to accept the fact that this is the stupidest comment I've made because I, I haven't even done research, but haven't they been pretty yeah. good defensively with no Campbell and no Walker, yes or no? Uh, they've been okay. okay. And, yeah, they not all of their missed time has overlapped. Campbell has missed four games. Uh, I think Quay Walker has missed three or four. Right. The now. thought is here's uh, my point. I should have put it this way: Has the thought crossed your mind? Like, fine, they're 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 okay without him, or is that just not very smart to think that? No, no, no. The thought that's crossed my mind is 
You paid Devondre Campbell a $50 million deal over five years. You drafted Quay Walker uh, in the first round with the first of your two first-round picks a year ago. And there is not a major discernible difference in your defense when those guys play versus when they don't. I mean, I'm not ready to go quite as far as you and say that they're better without them. But there is definitely not an obvious drop-off. And if you paid one guy 50, I mean, he didn't get all 50 million, but you paid him a big contract to keep him after his Pro Bowl uh, All-Pro season, and then the other guy you drafted in the first round. Uh, when Isaiah McDuffie and Eric Wilson play, uh, there should be a meaningful chasm yep. between how well those guys play and the two guys that you have put. I mean, the whole idea of re-signing Campbell and drafting Quay Walker was to have one of those brutal one-two combinations at inside linebacker like the Buccaneers, if Devin White had played, have with Devin White and Levante David. And instead, you know, there is no meaningful separation between what the defense looks like when those dudes do play and when it's the backup. And now my last 30-second question. Based Uh on the way Matt LaFleur has treated Joe Barry, wouldn't we all like to be one of his best friends, given his loyalty to a supposed best friend? I don't know. I like. I don't. That, I don't know where that narrative has come from, and whether that's. Pre, I think that's presumptuous. Okay. I don't. I don't think they're that that close. Like I don't think. Like I think he's a heck of a lot closer, obviously, with Sean McVay or okay. uh, Mike McDaniel Good, or I'm glad Robert I asked Sala. So that I don't think that that's an accurate narrative. Now, what I would say is he is loyal to his guys, and and I I don't think that that's necessarily a bad quality. I also. I'm not convinced that by keeping him for the last three games, that means that he's going to keep him next year. Like I don't think I don't think those two things are tied together. I think he feels like right now with the teams they're playing, and what's left, and the way the team, the way the defense has played, as you pointed out, pretty well for most of the season, yep. that firing him wasn't the right decision. I don't think it's because he's his pal or because okay. he doesn't like to fire people. I just think he thinks whether he's right or wrong is another debate entirely. I just think he thinks it would have been the wrong decision to fire him right now. It would have yeah. been a knee-jerk thing to do, and it wouldn't have been right to do it. See, that's why I think this is why I love asking these questions. I'll have to move on from that. Has Joe Barry been a terrible defensive coordinator this season? That's the discount liquor Twitter poll question. 85% say yes. I voted no because I don't think no. he's been terrible because nope. of how well they were doing through 12 games with all the injuries. But um, He has not been terrible, no. Okay. But he... he Hadn't been, hadn't been good enough, but he yeah. certainly hasn't been terrible. That's too strong of a word. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer, take care. Be good. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, is next. The show. The three most important letters in sports. Even better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. He's so good. First thing I'm going to tell you, lab-grown diamonds, I try to tell you, they're, they're like they're real diamonds. You can learn about it. Robert Hack Diamond sells them at crazy prices. How about two-carat total-weight diamonds? Diamond studs for $999. They Lab-grown are real diamonds. Look it up. Ask them. Robert Hack Diamonds can get any size, shape, or clarity in natural or lab-grown diamonds. Don't buy until you call Robert Hack Diamonds. I'm the only one that says, go wherever you want. Just make sure you go there, because I know what's going to happen. Then you think, wow, Homer knows this stuff. $999 for a two-carat pair of diamond studs. Oh, baby. 
Greenfield and Brookfield. Why overspend when you can save for the same exact diamond you are looking for? Might even better and save. RobertHackDiamonds.com. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports. He has no idea. Of course, his nickname is Five for Brooks Robinson. Uh, everybody has a, a number. Um, but I just have a comfort knowing that, all right, I'm going to ask TVV, and he's just going to tell me what's going on with the Green Bay Packers. 99.9% of the discussion regarding the Packers is about is about Joe, defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. But that doesn't mean that's what's on TVV's mind. TVV, what's on your mind? What's the top thing you're thinking about regarding the Green Bay Packers? Well, the defense obviously needs to rebound. What better tonic than playing the Carolina Panthers to do that? Very challenged offensively. Of course, we said the same about the Giants. Uh, so I, I would say this is a perfect get-well week for Green Bay. They, I, I'm not talking about them winning out. I think they have shown us in the last couple of weeks that's a, that's a long shot. So I, you, you're one game at a time truly now, not from a cliche standpoint, like they're going to win three in a row, but to me, incremental rebounding. We've been riding the roller coaster all year with them. Down, up, back down. I assume it will level off at 8-9 or something like that. I was going to mention to everybody that Carolina in point differential is like horrible, but the Giants is almost identical or might even be a little bit worse. Carolina actually has a pretty good defense. Uh, Granted, part of that's because teams have been ahead against them all the time you know what i mean and it hasn't worried because they don't have to score a whole lot but um you know the offense doesn't doesn't shouldn't scare the packers packers you know it's funny one of the one of the you know you always ask me what do you get out of the locker i'll tell you one of the most reasoned and interesting perspectives that that has i've heard this season and has really come on of late while he's played more but his view of things tucker Kraft. And he's basically been saying since, you know, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, we're the only team that can beat ourselves. And it's just a matter of, of going out there and doing our thing. Well, you know, we can't win them all this week. You can win them one at a time. But actually pretty pretty seasoned view from a guy who's, uh, who's come on here in the last three weeks for sure. And, I mean, bigger than big, he's now among rookie tight ends Number one in yards per reception, better than Laporta, who has been off the charts good. You know, third-round draft choice, so we'll see. That could end the, the or, or stop the jinx, at least, to third-round draft choices for the Packers. But Kraft, in the last three games, has 13 catches and two touchdowns. And as you said, ability to stretch the field, which is what Luke Musgrave was doing earlier in the season. Suddenly, the Packers, who had no tight ends, uh, might have two for yes. you know, quite a few years here. And I'm not sure Kraft isn't better than Musgrave, though he might not have the same downfield ability. But as an overall player, and part of that is availability, I'd say career, I'm, I'm going with Tucker Kraft. Who's going to have a better career, Kraft or Musgrave? They're not the same players. You're Correct. exactly right. Musgrave is a is, is much more of a receiver type. Kraft is more of a full tight end type. He's shown some ability, a little pop though when he catches the ball. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I think it's too early to tell. I think Musgrave has an awful lot of potential. I think you put those two together though, and let's keep in mind that uh, you know with no AJ Dillon, I thought that hurt the offense last week because they had gone to more of a banging Kraft Dillon type offense, and then finding. Reed and Wicks down the field. And obviously Watson helped stretch that as well when he was healthy. 
too early to have to do that. It's never too early. Did you see it coming? <laughs> give, me, giving the, give me the uh, Tim Van Voren uh, scouting bureau on Tucker Craft from the beginning uh, because you've nailed others, and I don't know if there was something you like or what gave you reservation short of high marks for others. I like Kraft and have liked him from the beginning, but I have to say, Homer, I like Musgrave too. I think that, you know, just because Kraft is doing well now does not diminish Musgrave. I think it points out how important the tight end could be in a Matt LaFleur offense. And you have two young guys. You could, I mean, whatever happens here the rest of this regular season, if I'm LaFleur, I'm dreaming of what I can do for those two guys going forward in this offense. I think the tight end, this is what Packer offenses could be have they had, have the, having had a tight end the last few years. You, you talked about, oh, you wish they had a better tight end. Well, now you see what a tight end can do and how it, it just benefits everybody out there offensively. And then to me, I just view the tight end most important ability is to get and score in the red zone. But, and he's done that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, just, has done that. I just think uh, in order to score in the red zone, if any team scores well in the red zone, I assume they have a tight end that can score in the red zone. I don't know if it's true. I just made that up, but I think I'm right. What do you think? I, I think I think you're right, Kraft. I mean, a huge uh, play last week. He gives you that, and you know their red zone numbers have dropped over the course of the season. They were rallying a little bit when you had Watson in there because you know obviously they've sort of figured out you know throw the high ball to him and, and let him catch that. Uh, but Kraft would be a part of what they could do offensively in the red zone as well. Teams have figured out the, how to defend the Packers, I think, so they need to complement that and go after it. While, while you're seeing the teams on the flip side of it have figured out what to do against the Packers' defense, the challenge is on this Packer offense to score enough points. Love is playing well enough now. You need to give him chances to get into the end zone on a regular basis. Last week, they had a four-yard scoring drive. Okay, that's a red zone touchdown, but that's a four-yard scoring drive. Yeah, that was on the they defense. Had two field goals. That's exactly. That, and then you have two field goals, and then you only had one real touchdown drive. And, you know, the Packers need more than that from their offense, and they should expect more now the way Love is playing. Yeah, and in the NFL over the last X number of years, five, six, you've needed to be that good. The problem last year was the offense, not the defense. The problem this year is the offense, not the defense, uh, though the last couple games are. But you can't. You can't win unless you're scoring better than the Packers are in the current NFL. And we understand love's new, but that's that's really the challenge. You just got to score more points. Absolutely. What are the Packers averaging? A little over 20? Yeah. That's a lot of pressure to win regularly in the NFL. You need to get that thing up about 27 points a game. Yeah. Then you're going to win a lot of games. And they have enough firepower to do that when healthy. Obviously, they've had some of their playmakers dinged, but uh, you know, they have enough firepower offensively to be able to think that's realistic. TVV, we're going to get on uh, Devondre Campbell and your thoughts, but I'll give you a little time to think about that. Not that you need it, because uh, I'm behind. I need to and want to tell people about Fisco <laughs> Auto Body. Everybody needs an auto body place. And then why don't you have one? You're done forever, and your kids may be done forever. That's how good Fisco Auto Body on Forest Home in Franklin. Fisco Auto Body on Forest Home in Franklin. How do I know? Because it's always made sense to me. It's a family business owned since 1931. It's not what they do. It's who they are. Yeah, they've been doing it for so long as they grow up, even before they ever did it for you. By the time you're doing it for you, it is so easy, though they can't tell you that. But you'll go there. You'll like them, and you'll like me. And I admit, it's part of the reason I tell you 
helping my reputation, Fisco Auto Body and Forest Home in Franklin. Fisco, 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 to remember the name. Round two, TVV next. TVV, Tim Van Born, Fox 6 Sports. Do you want Devondre Campbell on your team? Or what's the proper way to understand, explain what he did, and the perfect person to go to is Tim Van Born, Fox 6 Sports, three-time Wisconsin Sportscaster of the Year. Take it away. Uh, Well, what he did was express frustration on Tuesday after the Packers announced on Monday they would be not not making any defensive staff changes. Is that directed at that decision? Is that directed at the criticism that he received Sunday night, including one, uh, you know, much-trafficked Packer website with video of Devondre Campbell? This was on Sunday night, and if I recall the caption, it was something along the lines of, Devondre Campbell, it's over, bro. Um, You know, so obviously a bad week for Devondre Campbell. Who he was directing is would it be uh, would it be better for me to send him some that I've received to make him feel better? Or do you don't think that works? Well, I don't know. You know, in the locker room today, his response was, "I'm not talking about anything on the internet. I'll only talk about the Carolina Panthers." So oh, hold on, now know. what would you if you could take him in the back? What would you, Tim Van Voren, say to him about that decision? What what advice would you give him? That was a poor approach. You you. He did not take down his social media post, so he stands by it because he leaves it out there. So you should make a statement, in my opinion, if you're asking me to coach him or advise him yeah. or what I would do, I would I would answer it directly and then say, you know, that's my answer. You don't have to answer it ten times. I don't think that's true. But you, you can't say I'm not going to talk about the Internet. Now it just leaves it open to interpretation. Here we are. We're still trying to interpret it, Homer. Because I would, I want, yeah, I want to have a discount like a Twitter poll question so that he can understand that those people are in a very small group. I mean, maybe they didn't feel he played well, but I would say, like, what would you ask? Like, do you like Devondre Campbell as a player, right? That would be the question to find out how people feel. Is there a better okay, way to fair play? enough. Yeah, no, Matt let's LaFleur put that up. certainly does. Yeah. Matt LaFleur certainly does. He went out of his way to praise him today and, uh, you know, talk about their, their long history together. Now, this is two guys. Um, that he's demonstrated loyalty to this week, who he has long histories with, and he may be rewarded in that. Uh, but obviously, you know, critics are going to say that, you know, he won't be rewarded in that. So we shall see. Uh, you know, was I'm not surprised Joe Barry is still in his position. Uh, I was not Why expecting not? the move to be I'm not expecting a move to be made in season. Number one, you have three games left to play, uh, and if you win all three, you, you theoretically you can talk about you know still getting in the playoffs. I'm I'm not talking about that, but from a Packers standpoint, they should be. Uh, and so you keep the continuity that got you to this point and has. But I would say I would other teams say, are now more often doing it. It it is much more common than it ever used to be to making moves in season or late in season. Would you agree with that theory? And and late in season to me, when you still have something to play for, is kind of silly. I mean, early yeah. in the season maybe. You know, late in the season. If your season is lost, you can do that. I do believe there's organizational regret for having fired Mike McCarthy in season. I think if they look back on that decision, uh, which was Mark Murphy's decision, the Packers would say, what do we gain? He, got, he won a Super Bowl. He's going to be mm-hmm. re- you know, replaced after the season. We'll wait to the end of the year. I don't think they would do that again over again. And I don't think LaFleur uh, would fire Joe Barry uh, in Christmas week and have him sit around with his family uh, and think about that. So I, I don't think. It's surprising that Joe Barry's still in the position. I don't think he's off the hot seat or anything like that. 
I think that, you know, his job will end in, in three games or if they would make the playoffs four. But I'm not surprised they didn't make a change there. And I, but I was a little surprised at how positive LaFleur was toward Devondre Campbell today. I, I don't think it would have been out of line for Matt LaFleur to say, but this is an unnecessary distraction. I, you know, you can still respect Devondre Campbell and say you have a long history with him. I, there was none of that for Matt LaFleur today. I would have expected some. I would have expected some. This was an unnecessary distraction. I'm, I'm stealing that from you. Maybe it's been used by other coaches. I think that's a good parent line. I think that's a good un. What we don't need is unnecessary distraction. Did you invent that, or did somebody else use that? Because that's very. <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard it before. I'm, right, I'm giving you credit. TVB. Uh, it might be better than Brooks Robinson. Unnecessary distraction. Thanks. <laughs> Homer, see you. Happy holidays. You too. He's nice. He says that. I never say that. Looking for lab-grown diamonds? Robert Hack Diamond sells them at crazy prices. Two-carat total weight diamond studs. $999. You can't get it that way anywhere. Robert Hack Diamonds can get any size, shape, or clarity in natural lab-grown diamonds. Don't buy until you call Robert Hack Diamonds. I'm telling you, you get more for less. Robert Hack Diamonds, Greenfield and in Brookfield. Again, $999 for a two-carat pair of diamond studs. That's what we don't need. Did you hear that, Pebble? We do not need unnecessary distraction. Never. I'm going to use that on my kids. Uh, I just, that's just so good. A distraction, okay, but an unnecessary distraction, no. Next. <laughs>